0: Welcome to Mindfulness in Sport by Quality Mind, where we connect you to the latest science, technology and modern day tools so that you can dream it, live it. Whether you're an elite athlete, an aspiring athlete, a coach, a parent or anyone who wants to get more out of your sport and life, we can help you get there. Learn more about the Quality Mind free app and proven techniques to help you harness the power of your mind. With your hosts, professional footballer, Sean Higgins, and a mind mentor who has worked with elite athletes around the world, Richard Maloney.
1: We are back, listeners, for another episode of Mindfulness in Sport, episode 10. A little bit different today, Rich, as I welcome you for another episode. How are you going?
2: you i going fantastic. Thank you. How are
1: you? I'm very well. And just to let our listeners know, given the restrictions that are in place on us AFL players and staff at the moment, I, uh, this is done over Zoom. Interesting for us because normally we're in person, but anyway, we'll fight on Rich and a really interesting topic that we're going to chat about today. What is the topic? topic. Confidence. Not having you
2: here, I lack like a bit of confidence.
1: So oh, yeah, no, we'll get through it, mate. Don't <laughs> right? The support's still there. Well, firstly, how, how's your week been? It feels like we're getting a little bit of. Normality back. There's cafes and restaurants and bars opening, and more and more people are out and about, which is good.
2: It does feel like there's a sense of community merging back on the streets. But um, in in business sense, one of the companies I've got is is hurting a bit, so I'm feeling that. And uh, I feel for a lot of people out there right now, mate. There's a lot of change, mm. and my thoughts are with you all if you're listening here and you've had real big shifts in your life.
1: Yeah, well, clearly there's significant change going on and a loss of jobs and financial impact, but, but hopefully through the end of it, then there'll be a greater good.
2: And there's no better time to probably have this discussion point about confidence, because I'm sure everyone's had the confidence belted out of them.
1: Yeah, well, Not everyone, true. but
2: a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and it's a good point, because when I was jotting down a few things for the episode today, it was clearly in my mind, weighted towards performance in sport. But the great thing about most of the lessons, well, all the lessons that we talk about is that everyone can relate it back to their their own individual circumstances or challenges that they face and no greater challenge that that most people are facing at the moment throughout corona and, and as you mentioned, challenging times in business and so forth. So, well, let's, let's keep that forefront of the mind that it's confidence and I can probably relate it more to sport. But We'll definitely try and implement strategies and have a lot of discussion around just confidence in general, not just the two hours for me playing.
2: Yeah. I like it, mate. Let's get underway.
1: Awesome. So I guess the great question of what is confidence, but, but how do we get there? And to put you on the spot, if you had to, to answer what is confidence
2: and, and how do
1: we get there, how would you go?
2: Thanks for the prep, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's first define what confidence is from the, uh, the dictionary. Okay. Confidence, one, the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. In other words, we, have, we had every confidence in the staff. Well, the other point right, that I think is more relevant is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something or the belief of something. So it's a state of feeling, yeah, certain about the truth, but is it the truth, or is it a belief about something which is worth discussing?
1: Yeah, well, it is because it's interesting that you you mention the word feeling, and a lot of our chats over the previous episodes have always come back to the feeling, the emotion, and the the experience within our body, mm-hmm. and I guess that really is what. Confidence is, and you know, you're confident because you have a different feeling than when you're not confident. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I, until I thought a little bit more about this, I always thought the greatest ingredient of confidence is having done something.
2: Yes, experience.
1: Yeah. But then it got me thinking that I've performed a lot of different tasks, and if I take football, for example, now over 200 games. If that was solely the case, that it was just if you've done something, then the confidence is high for you to do it again. Mm. Then I should never lack confidence going into a game if I've done it over 200 times.
2: But do you lack confidence occasionally? Or is it more anxiety?
1: Well, much the muchness, isn't it?
2: Well, I mean, you can have anxiety, but you can be confident that you know how to play the game. Yeah. But you can have anxiety for the- the Okay,
1: so what happens if that anxiety is too great that it starts to chip away at that confidence,
2: well then, or you're the in-
1: knowing, or the belief that you that you mentioned.
2: Well then, you're in all sorts of shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Well, I mean that we laugh about it, but that's basically what happens, doesn't it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That because, momentum. Yeah, and so there's got to be something greater underlying than just the fact that we've done something before that would then relate to the level of confidence we've got and. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, confidence comes on what we tell
2: ourselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Most importantly, I mean, just to shift this slightly before we go to performance-based, if we can. I mean, I have experienced coaching with people that they come to me and they say, you know, I'm starting a new job on Tuesday and I'm really not confident. And I'll <laughs> say, well, that's to be expected because you don't know, is it a new job? Have you done this skill before? Never. It's a brand new job. I said, well, just... Give yourself a break. I mean, sure enough, it's how you tell yourself, but everyday people who aren't in a high performance mode where it's not they're going on the ground and having to perform, they're just going to a new job. And the feedback was be okay with it, just be happy with it and know that you're going to learn new skills and you're going to meet new people. And within a couple of days, you're going to feel more confident, right? Mm. So be accepting of the feeling that you don't know what you've got to do yet, but don't let the, the thinking of you being not confident override the fact that you're still learning the craft.
1: Yeah, and to touch back on my point around the past experiences, I think that clearly has a, a role to play in confidence. Mm. But I think what we tell ourselves in relation to those experiences, in relation to how we're going to approach something for the first time, Impacts our confidence far greater than than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, goal kicking, for example, mm-hmm. I've just kicked a goal mm-hmm. from 30 meters out. Mm-hmm. And if I have a kick for goal from the exact same place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: past experiences, if we just solely relied on that, would say that I should have confidence, i kick it. But if I'm telling myself that I'm fatigued, I'm nervous, uh, I'm not going to do, I can't do this again- you know, that one was a fluke, well, chances are I'm not going to kick it. Right, exactly. So what happens and the language in my head and what I'm telling myself and the thoughts and having the awareness of what's going on mm-hmm. has a far greater role than the, whether you've done something or not.
2: Absolutely. So when you did kick that goal on the run, whatever that situation is, you weren't thinking. Mm. You were in flow and in memory. Your body was in memory because you've done it 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 times before and it was just in flow. Didn't require any confidence. It just required your competence to stick to the game plan of your body, which already knows the memory of kicking the goal. But when you start thinking, and then you say, am I confident or not? Yeah. Which is where it becomes unraveled.
1: So- So
2: just before we jump in- Yeah. This is what I love about this podcast, because we don't know where we're heading. Yeah. You're lining up for goal. Hmm. Are you telling yourself you're confident, or are you actually just sticking to your structures, knowing that your structures already work? Or are you telling yourself you're confident?
1: Uh, I'm not telling myself I'm confident, Correct. But, <laughs> but what I'm telling myself would lead to confidence All right. that I would
2: kick it. So you're telling yourself you're, you're setting your, your style of play up to kick that goal. So you're Yeah,
1: kick- more, well, it might be you know, telling myself, okay, you've done this work before, your routine stacks up. If you tick off the procedure of your routine, mm. then chances are you're going to kick the goal and get the feeling, the good feeling of kicking the goal. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you if I'm honest mm-hmm. hand on heart any time that I thought I was going to miss I've missed yes yep if I ever had I'll think back and I missed it I'm like what what happened there mm-hmm. and then I'm like well when you're walking in you a bit of doubt crept in or you said to yourself what what if you miss this yep and then you know, I've I've gone through stages of my career that snowballed into the confidence or the lack of confidence that I didn't even really want to take the shot because mm-hmm. um, anywhere within inside 50, I was like, well, chances are I'm probably going to miss this. But then I flipped that and I've gone, had periods in my career where I'd marked the ball anywhere and I'm like, well, this is, this is going to be a goal. And the mm-hmm. correlation between the outcome is scary. So here's the
2: question. Is that a lack of confidence or a bad habit?
1: Both. The we- bad habit led to a lack of confidence.
2: That's right. Well, okay, you say both, but it started with the bad That's habit. That's right. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah. Which gets back to my point that I think it—the underlying principle of confidence—is what are you saying to yourself?
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, this is ironic. We're talking about this today because I've driven in to work and overheard. I think it was three OW. Yeah, maybe Ross Stevenson. I think talk about the fact that one of the universities in Victoria as of, as of today. Mm have released new findings or a new study in terms of why over a hundred years of football do people still miss goals in the AFL? Yeah, when they shouldn't miss them, they're like they're set shots, and it came down to quite simply the yips. And I've just given you a, you know, they didn't say the yips, but it's got to do with
1: well the, the mental component, the mental yeah. component, rather than yep. the fact that we no longer can physically kick the ball, or mm. because everything would say or lead to. More professionalism, more time spent kicking, mm-hmm. you know, greater technology, greater coaching, data collection would lead to an improvement in goal kicking. But if anything, it's gone backwards.
2: Well, that's what amazes me that, and I've always said this to you, and I've said it out loud on public stages, that the mind isn't where it needs to be in elite sports today. We've worked so hard on the body being number one in the world, being physically in an amazing state, but the brain, the mind, I should say, the mind- Hasn't got to that level yet. There's no reason after 100 years of footy. I mean, there is a reason. There's no excuse. Yeah. And that's why I guess we're doing mindfulness and sport. Mm. Mm. So the question is, how do you stop getting the yips? And we've discussed it already. We've answered that question. Is all of a sudden the habit kicks in. Now, you said earlier it could be a, a blood flow issue. Yeah. But you've got a lot of blood in your body. Are you talking like liters that disappear from your frontal cortex?
1: Well, I mean, clearly, the, and this has been proven with, in the mindfulness space and what meditation does, and I mm. guess this is only a, a form of it, but it's, I guess it's a response to fear. Mm-hmm. And the habit that you're talking about is really the fear response and dialing into that or your body's programmed to fear those situations, which then takes away from coordination, decision-making, and the key areas of the brain that we need blood flow to go to, to be able to perform mm-hmm. at the level that we want to perform in. So getting mm-hmm. out of that fear area and more into the excitement and the mm. freedom rather than the constriction, really.
2: Well, it's that. The fear's been generated because you're trying to pre-plan the outcome. Yeah. You're trying to say, I've got to kick this. What if I don't kick this so you're in the future? Yeah. So, if you stay in the current moment right now and you just know that you've got a structure to stick to and stay excited, as you said, then you're more likely to kick the goal. Why is it so difficult? Uh, well- Lack of training, mate.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. The, and it becomes back, well, it comes back really to, we've touched on it, but the programming that's taken place. The doubt and the worry, and we've been programmed to go down the fear path rather than the freedom path, um, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. So, but then there was the
2: likes of Dunstall, Lockett, they never missed.
1: I'd love to know what they were telling themselves, though.
2: Mm. But they never missed, did they? So, they, no, but they, 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 they recoded themselves. That's right.
1: I mean they would mark it and they would go well I'm
2: kicking this goal. Mm, 65 on a on a muddy day at Morabbin.
1: They would um, they would have the expectation that they kick the
2: goal. I was standing on Carlton draft beer cans little red <laughs> ed, trying to watch getting Pinching in the, the footage you would have been <laughs> running out the back gate.
1: <laughs> so, uh, working with athletes they come in with a question around confidence for you and and I want to put this to you when we come back from the break Mm -hmm. is what do you tell it where where do you start to get them back in to eliminating those Mm -hmm. thoughts the talk the noise in their head before they go into any sort of I guess challenge because that's what it is
2: looking forward to it
0: Mindfulness in sport is proudly brought to you by Quality Mind. Download the free Quality Mind app today if you're interested in learning more about mindfulness and further creating the life you've always dreamed of. Simply download the free Quality Mind app from the App Store or Google Play today or visit qualitymindglobal.com and take our free 60-second performance scorecard questionnaire today to find out how well you're going when it comes to being mindfully balanced.
1: So Rich, before I, I I want you to coach me in a, in a sporting sense, mm-hmm. but for all our listeners out there that, that aren't participating in sport, question for you, and I'm sure it would have been the case, but when you started doing presentations, webinars, guest speaking in front of
2: mm-hmm.
1: tens, hundreds, thousands of people, mm-hmm. where was your confidence at? Do you, you would have had to have had some
2: sort of self-doubt early on? Well, absolutely. I mean, self-doubt, yes, but as you become more professional in your approach, it's about your preparation. Because it's as simple as that. Like, I've done, I did a talk on stage to a thousand people in the UK, and that was a f- one hour talk. Yep. I think I practiced that at least 30 hours.
1: Yeah. So, this is, this is, um, I'm going to jump in because this is really, I like this. So, the preparation mm-hmm. is, gives you the, the competence, I guess, to know that you can perform, which mm-hmm. then relates to, to confidence. Mm-hmm. But I, I love when you think about it. All that preparation you did, and I'm the same with footy, I prepare really well. It's not the preparation that gives you the confidence. It's knowing that you've
2: done the preparation that gives you the confidence. Both. Both? Yeah, because if I'm on stage and I've got to talk about a certain subject and I've done t- five hours on that subject, I'm going to have more knowledge about it and I'll be able to have Q&A about it as opposed to 45 minutes on that subject. So yeah, I've built uh, up my yeah, knowledge, yeah, yeah, I've built yeah, up yeah. my skill set.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I mean, you can't get Joe Blow from down the street and say, talk about this for an hour if he's got no idea. But all mm. in all, once you know, mm. but it's the fact that you're telling yourself that you're good to go, that mm. you've done the preparation, mm. it's that positive self-talk yes. that gives you the confidence mm. because you could still have done all that preparation mm. and know, have everything that you needed to perform at guest speaking place. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling yourself that you're no good, no one's going to listen to you. I'm going to stuff this up. Yeah. Then you're not going to deliver what you delivered.
2: No, that's right. I mean, this is an interesting subject because there's a distinct difference between self esteem and self worth. Okay, so I'm just going to touch on this quickly. Yeah. So a father says to his son, Go out there, mate, just have some self esteem. You'll be fine. Just find the ball and have some self esteem. And the kid goes out there and really just feels lost. But when you build on that kid's self worth off the field, when you really get him to feel confident within himself that loves himself, yep. that he does all his practice, gets his preparation up, his self-worth is higher, which means he's got stronger foundation of internal support when things get, pressure goes on. But our self-esteem is like, I think it's like steam. You yeah. haven't really worked on it. And so what I'm saying this is for is when you've got young kids, don't try and work on their ego, such. Work on- Getting them to go back to learning about their mistakes, what they did well, what they didn't do well. Crunch it back to how are they learning, how are they improving on the fundamentals as opposed to kicking them out on the field and just say, have some self-esteem, you'll be fine. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it is. And I had an article here on confidence and I I wasn't aware that you were going to touch on that. But I think it's relevant here that this this is someone high up in the mindfulness space that they're working with elite sporting talent worldwide. And they said at the very, very tip, the very, very tip of performance, at the top end, they are flipping the model of, I need to do more, or I need to do extraordinary things to be extraordinary. They're flipping that, and they're saying that that isn't working, that the way it's supposed to work is, I need to be more. I need to be more grounded, more present, more authentic, more creative, more me, more connected to my loved ones, more connected to my teammates, and I think that's- that's what you say. Self worth. Yeah. Exactly. Getting to know yourself better. Getting to know. And what you can do to help others and what you can do to help the team. That's and right. then before you know it, you're, you're in flow and you're performing. Mm-hmm. And, you, and that gives you more confidence than what someone's telling you to, mm-hmm. oh, you are good. You should have the self esteem to mm. perform your role.
2: Yeah. So steam just dissolves into the air. Mm. Self worth is built on the, found- the, the, the blocks of mental strength. Yeah. So back to when I go on stage, these big events, whatever it may be, yeah. Then I really work in on my self worth. So I'm building up myself, saying I know what I need to do. My self talk is rich and it's it's strong and it's focused on the outcome that I want to get. And uh, I walk in really earthed with my feet on the ground, and so I so can present. You're very present because yep. if I wo- if I walk on top of the ground so much and be nervousness, I don't feel the crowd. Yeah. And so again, this is experience too. Yeah. And so I just really get in there and feel the crowd. So I'm really earth. And so that is because I'm happy to stand in front of those thousand people and say nothing as opposed to standing in front of those people and just talk for the sake of nervousness. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's a mixture of self talk, working on my self worth, and experience, which comes from preparation. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. So, I mean, there are many pieces to mm. the puzzle. And like I said, it's not. It's. I mean, I thought it would be confidence that if you've done something, that is enough to generate confidence. But the more that I've looked into it and chatted to you about it over, the, over the time, and now reading from different people's experiences, that there's more than just having done something to give you confidence. And really, at the centre of it, the the main foundation and the main building block for confidence is what are you saying to yourself, mm-hmm. and and having the awareness and piecing together that if you're not confident, reflecting on what was I telling myself then? What was the one thought that led to another thought that led to another thought that took me to a place of no confidence? Yes. So I'll just stripping it right back. And for our listeners to get to a place of confidence is get aware of what you're saying to yourself.
2: So not only think it, but how you're feeling because the thought creates the sensation in the body. Right? Yeah. So you say, think it, but then you go, I can't stop feeling so badly. Like a friend of mine who used to always was sick before a game of football. Yep. He'd vomit profusely before every game. And he's a good footballer, mm. which is his choice. But what a waste of energy. Yeah, You could be harnessing that energy for the last two minutes of a big game.
1: Mm. Okay. So we all get a little bit of nervous energy that builds mm-hmm. up in our stomach before, for me, sport – For you on stage, for our listeners, it could be school, it could be work, it could be coaching, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, public speaking. Mm -hmm. What are your what's your thoughts on the butterflies that we get?
2: So the butterflies come from, for starters, the way we're talking to ourselves. Yep. Oh my god, this is gonna be big. Oh my god, this is am I prepared? Up comes the butterflies, which is fine. I think it's a state of alertness. Yeah. And like body's going, oh here we go. She's game on, you're ready, and the whole body's like, the blood's now circulating, the heart's pumping, the amygdala's you know starting to go fight or flight, yep. so everything's becoming in alert stations like you are on show. But if that gets momentum, okay, too much momentum, it's like trying to stop a rolling ball going down a hill, then you'll end up, like my friend, spewing all the time because so, you, so the, still, f- the sensation's too strong.
1: So there's still a place to be able to use that- I call it nervous energy, but I'll just call call it energy. Well, just call it excitement. Yeah, so that's right. But you can use whatever that sensation is in your stomach. You can – whatever you then give that a name, you can name it – instead of naming it nervous energy Mm. and, oh, no, that's worry and stress. How am I going to perform? Flip it on its head and go, awesome. That's the kickstart I needed. That's the excitement. I'm going to harness that sensation in my body for the Mm -hmm. greater good rather than going, that's – anxiety and that's going to impact
2: my performance so you call it the ignition key right everybody starts ev- everything ready to go ignition on right but then understand that you're on yeah but don't continually recycle the conversation in your head to make it get you out of flow like this is this is like an overflow of nervousness yeah and so just know that your body's kicked in and then you tell yourself i'm going to dominate I'm ready. So it really that.
1: is, though, uh, having the awareness of what's going on. And I, if I can steal a, a quote that you used a couple episodes ago, that everything's neutral until we give it meaning. Mm-hmm. You said it really is the cornerstone of, of everything we do. And if you mm-hmm. focus on that and use that in your day to day life, that it will transform your life. So, with that in mind, everything's neutral until, it, until you give it meaning. Mm-hmm. Those, that sensation in your body, means nothing until you you give it a meaning. That's right. So you can give it the meaning of excitement and that it's getting you in flow and it's the starter motor that you need. Or you can give it the meaning, if you choose, that Mm. it's worry, it's anxiety, uh, it's nervous energy, Mm. Um, it's your call. But I guess the point is it all comes back to what are you telling yourself?
2: Mm, It comes back to mindfulness. Yep. Are you being mindfully aware and you understand the processes that are in play, because of the thought that goes into your head, you're automatically going to get a sensation. And I'm harboring on that because yep. that's how important it is. Think about someone with a panic attack, depression, it all starts with thinking, feeling, yep. right? Then momentum. Yep. Now, if you stop the momentum, you get it in the right place, you harness the energy for an elite athlete, you've got the starter motor going, which we talk about, which is another discussion for another yep. day but then you've got the, um, the energy systems all firing, the guns are firing, the, the petrol's in, in place, the ignition started, then just get excited for the game. Don't override it because what happens then is you then can get yourself out of flow because you're thinking too much about your bodily functions instead of excited for the game.
1: Yeah, so, so be present. A couple of key, key pointers here that I'm, that I'm hearing, mm-hmm. but the, the key to being the now and the present is, is really crucial for this. But also confidence comes back to what what we
2: say to ourselves. That's right. And then the feeling you get from it. Yep. And just uh, the preparation is there for anyone who's played plenty of games of football. There's no need to overcook things, keep things simple. And know that your body has a memory, like for instance yourself, 200 plus games, your body has a coded memory from all the years you've been playing football, kicking goals, handballing, kicking whatever it may be, and Expect it to come through. Don't think about it because your memory is eager to get out. And if you think about it, your memory gets blocked.
1: So I guess the good news for our listeners and, and for me as an athlete is that if we're saying that confidence comes from our thoughts, then ultimately we're responsible for what we say to ourselves. And we've, we've gone through that and mm-hmm. the retraining and reprogramming, that that's a trainable skill. So by default then, confidence is trainable. Yes
2: everything is neutral until you give it meaning. Yeah.
1: And it's 100% under our control.
2: But I don't mind not being confident sometimes. Do you know what I mean? It's the excitement, the adventure of life. But
1: forbid- Yeah, because you're turning that into the excitement.
2: Yes, that's right.
1: So it comes back to what you're but telling yourself. I've
2: trained myself to- But you're
1: giving that lack of confidence a meaning of excitement. That's right. Yeah. So you just and- answered your own question. Well,
2: it's like people that go networking- networking functions. Yeah. You know, I just remember, like, didn't enjoy going to networking functions until I figured out that the reason why I'm going to go to a network function is to connect people. And my job is to connect people. And that's what I, I pre-framed it that way. Yeah. Uh, and then said, if I'm standing there with no one wanting to talk to me, you know, I'm around the world in countries, they don't even speak English doing this. Yeah. And then I just say to myself, I'm a powerful connector to help people reach their dreams. Yeah. So I've pre-framed it. I've got out of a lack of a confidence because the way I'm talking to myself, I'm feeling yeah. confident. And yeah. then it's my job to now say, I've got 10 people to connect today. I'm going to count them down. Like I used to say to you, how many mistakes are you going to make in a football game today? 20. Right. Well, you've got to start get lowering that way, down, yeah. mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to 50 now.
2: <laughs> good on you, mate. Well, you've done well because you learnt from them. And that's what it comes to when you get off the field and you get off a bad day at work or a good day at work and ask yourself, what's one thing I did well and one thing I didn't do well? And improve on that one thing and simplify it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that um, it was it was a good chat, but it, I guess we summed it up. But at the at the core of it, there's a lot of different pieces of the puzzle that need to come together for confidence. And it's not just our past experience that gives us confidence. And yes, preparation and knowledge and experience is is key to that. But the underlying essence of confidence is what we tell ourselves. And the great thing is we have control about the thoughts and meanings we give to things and therefore that's trainable, which mm-hmm. means confidence is trainable as well. So it was a good chat. I, I, I want to ask a favour because I think you'll like it. Mm. But you, there is a meditation out there that you have made for athletes in the uh, lead-up stage, I guess, to a game, mm-hmm. so pre-performance. Mm-hmm. It's targeted at sport, mm-hmm. but it'll give our listeners a feel of – that lead up stage and the mm. language and the f- mind frame that we need to get ourselves in before a game. You- you're happy to throw that on the end of this podcast. It'll be my pleasure. it would be my
2: pleasure. But uh, before we end, and so that's a three minute pregame, high vibration, you could call it, focused intention to get you ready for performance. I hope you enjoy it, listeners. But lastly, from my point of view, is if you're an elite athlete out there or anyone uh, who's done, you know, hundreds and thousands of hours of your craft, there is absolutely no excuse to be not confident. The fact is you're probably not confident. You're just overthinking stupid thoughts. Yep. And so uh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in loving you – know, But you are serious about that. I am it? very serious because you're wasting your time. You've got all these skills. You've got so much to give.
1: Okay. So and it's going to drag on a little bit. But you said that to me before and I say to you,
2: Rich, but I'm still having those thoughts. Well, then get on the Quality Mind app and use the thought shopping, and start reprogramming yourself because it's just a silly habit your child has. Okay, and him.
1: then that that works for a little bit, then it creeps in again. What do I do? You got to keep
2: on it. You got to keep on it, mate. Like it's uh, it's something you've got to get better at because in a short amount of time you won't do it because your brain will have changed. It's just a bad habit. Yeah,
1: I was just whining. You're up there because I. I no, I'm gonna get really pissed off. I know you do because. <laughs> I have wrestled with that a bit and like, yeah, but it doesn't quite work. Well, the answer to it and the, the problem solving is do it more. Yep. If you're still experiencing it, you're not doing it enough. Mm-hmm. And, right. we're, and we've got to reprogram a lot of yeah. default programming that's taken place in our head over, <laughs> for right. me, 32 years, right. but for you, a little, bit, a little bit longer. But it really is, you've got to make the decision to stop it.
2: So if you haven't been able to kick straight between the big sticks for the goals these days, what do you do? Do you keep practicing? When you're practicing goal kicking? Yes. Of course you do. Yeah. So you keep practicing until you don't miss. You keep practicing until you shut that little thing up in your head and it knows its place because all you've given it over the years is too much attention and it likes to creep in, especially when the pressure's on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note- Enjoy the pre-game meditation and we'll see you next week for another episode of Mindfulness in Sport. Get on here, go.
2: Okay, it's game day. You're starting to think about what's gonna happen when you hit the track, when you hit the field. It's important to keep yourself centered right now and not be too concerned about that. Keep your energy low, smile, walk around, make other people feel relaxed as well. You are the smiling assassin. You have quiet pride. All you're about is just dominating today. You don't need to dominate just yet. As soon as you hit the track, as soon as you see the ball bounce, the whistle blown, that's when you start saying to yourself, it's time to dominate. Get your starter motor going, get your game face on and take no prisoners. The game is in your hands, keeping yourself centred the whole way through, not getting emotional, completely and utterly clear on the job at hand. You are a leader, you are an inspiration. The team needs you. So get serious about your intentions. Use your starter motor before, during the game, whenever required, but then remove it. Get your mind clear, run through walls, play on instinct, don't second guess, first option. Smile and just feel your way through the game. Do not get emotional completely centred on what your role is to do for the team's success or for your own individual success. You don't have to be best on ground. You just have to allow your memory through, which is where all your gifts are. So you don't need to think through your plays today. You just need to allow the body to tap into the memory, which will do the right stroke, the right kick, the right play at the time. See. Your starter motor may be, get out of my way, it may be, dominate, it may be, it's mine, it may be whatever you want it to create, but get clear on your starter motor, because that's what's going to give you the energy up front to get you into the game. Don't be concerned by your opponent. Do not even once be concerned by your opponent. You are better than your opponent. Your opponent purely is going to beat you if you are thinking about them prior to the game The game is all about you. There's no other distractions. You're not there to impress anyone but yourself. Just do what the coach requires you to do. Do it well and get out of your own way. As soon as you start thinking too much, you're in your own way. You have all the gifts you possess. You don't need anything else. You're there for the right reasons. You're there to dominate. You're there to excel. You're there to show the world how great your gifts are how honed your skills are and how good you're going to be today. So it's your time to shine. Bring it. Deliver it. Speak it in your mind. Get yourself into the game early and throughout every minute stay in the present moment. Do not allow your mind to flutter away. You are an inspiration. You have everything you need. Go and get the job done.
0: Thanks for listening to Mindfulness in Sport. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Download the free Quality Mind app today and visit qualitymindglobal.com to learn more. Also follow Sean and Richard via the Mindfulness in Sport Instagram page today.